0: Let's take a moment to be together in prayer. Oh God, help us this morning to hear you and to know you, to hear your word, to know your voice. Amen. So I recently came across a statistic that has left me feeling pretty disheartened. According to one study, over 85% of people, people just like you and me, experience low self-esteem. Low self-esteem is a thinking disorder in which an individual views themselves as inadequate, unlovable, or incompetent. And 85% of people experience this. If you break down the number, sometimes it gets to feel even more shocking and sad. Over 70% of girls aged 15 to 17 avoid normal daily activities like going to school when they feel bad about their appearance. More than 40% of middle and high school boys regularly exercise not for cardiovascular fitness, but to increase their muscle mass so that they look more like the way people in TV and movies look. Seven in ten girls believe they are not good enough and that they don't measure up. And these numbers are gut-wrenching, not because of the numbers themselves, but because these are about real people, our people, people sitting here in this room. Boy, what a great way to begin a sermon, right? (laughs) Oh, boy. Well, you know... Granted, these numbers, they should not be this way. That is absolutely right. I think we all live our lives with good intentions. We try to send good messages to our young ones, and for the most part, you know, we do a pretty good job of that. And the positive messaging is something that we actually can see a lot of times in parenting and in other places, and we've even seen it in scripture. Think about that time when Mary and Elizabeth were together.
1: the baby in my womb leaped for joy. I can only imagine what
0: Jesus must have felt like when he heard this story for the first time. Imagine Mary looking lovingly at Jesus. Oh, my son Jesus, you're going to do such great things in this life. You can do anything you put your mind to. I knew it from the first moment I laid eyes on you. I'm sure most of us have memories of being a kid and hearing from those that we love that we can do anything. And one of the first questions we learn to, uh, to answer to another person is, what do you want to be when you grow up? Everybody knows the answer to that question. And for some of us, we're doing it. And for others, Olympic diver or John Cena stunt double just isn't in the cards, right? <laughs> I kind of have a John Cena body, don't you? Okay, never mind, we'll talk about that later. We live in a society that demands results. We often choose our professions based not on what our hearts desire, but on what we believe will make others happy or what will bring us the highest income. And our society's expectations have shifted so much in recent years that many colleges and universities are struggling to justify programs in the arts and humanities. We're becoming a society driven not by the heart, but by the dollar. And Okay. That's a sermon for another day. Today, I don't want to talk about societal pressures or economics. I want to take a step back. I want to talk to you, to each one of you. And I have a very specific message for you today.
1: I've had a lot
0: of conversations recently from people who have felt that they just aren't measuring up. People who are finding themselves less positive and less joyful about life. With ongoing crises coming from every corner, people are tired and overwhelmed and frustrated. A friend of mine said it felt like all of her stitching was coming undone. And in many of my conversations, there's a recurring theme, people who feel that they're just not good enough, that they've made too many mistakes, that you know, they might've taken a risk and it didn't work out, or they blame themselves. They just begin to feel that somehow they're the problem, they're a bad person. And I hear that from a lot of people, I'm a bad person. First, just so we're clear, You are not a bad person. And I will say it. There are no bad people. I truly believe this. Now, there are hurting people, and there are hurting people who hurt people, sometimes in truly awful ways, but they are no less a child of God than you or me. You see, we, all of us together, are a sacred people. And I think this is something we've forgotten in our rush to be the best, to have the best, to succeed ahead of all of the rest, to push and push and push ourselves and others. We forget, oh yeah, I'm a sacred person, a sacred human being. I'm a child of God.
1: You shall be holy, for I am holy. First Peter, chapter one, verse 16. Do you not know that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? First Corinthians, chapter three, verse 16. For you are a holy people. God has chosen you to be God's people, a special treasure. Deuteronomy, chapter 7, verse 6. If you will hear my voice and keep my covenant, you will be a treasure to me above all else. Exodus, chapter 19, verse 5. So I don't
0: usually just sort of pick out scripture from the Bible to make my point. That's usually kind of frowned on by a lot of different people, and it's maybe not super professional, but I feel that today we need to be reminded of who we really are. We are a sacred people, and I'm not just talking about us sitting here in this room, but I'm talking about all people everywhere. We are all sacred, every single one of us. And any message that says otherwise, any message that tries to pull you down or say that you're not worthy or worth it or good enough, that's just bad, you know, not just bad church marketing, that's also bad theology. That's unhealthy and traumatic language, and it's not right. We live in a difficult time in our world story where almost all of us are struggling in some way. And what we need right now isn't judgment. What we need right now is love. Now the church, I'm talking about the big C church here, hasn't always done a very good job of reminding people of who they are. Oftentimes we paint these broad strokes of people or the world. We insist that we know them, know their story, know what they're all about. We insist that we have God on our side all of the time and yes God is on our side but we forget that God is on all sides. And that's why it's so important I feel in this time when we're all struggling, when life is uncertain and we're overwhelmed and just not even sure this whole church thing is working out I think it's time that we get back to basics so we're in this what is sacred series right now and if you get one thing out of it i hope that it is this you are sacred you are sacred you are sacred And so is our neighbor, our friend, our stranger who's never set foot in a church like this before. They are just as much a child of God as we are. And knowing that actually is kind of nice because it puts all of us on an even playing field. There's no sense in being better or worse than anyone else because God has told us who all of us are. God reminds us that we are created good and very good and So let's not place unrealistic expectations on ourselves or on others or define ourselves by what we do or by our jobs or define ourselves by our mistakes. God has told us how to define ourselves. We are God's children. We are a sacred people. So this might have been one of the most rambling sermons I've ever preached. But you know, that's okay. The only reason I wanted to come up here and preach this Sunday is to remind you that you are loved just as you are because of who you are, because of what you have to offer this world, because God loves every single bit of you, rough edges and all. And if you can leave here today trusting in that and knowing that and being willing to believe that for someone else too, well then I've done my job. This Sunday is World Communion Sunday, and this is a good Sunday to remind ourselves of our common humanity and our common experience. We live in a world where things are hard. The level of difficulty varies from person to person, but we all have moments that are truly difficult, even heartbreaking. As we gather this morning to break bread together, we remember the power that comes from being broken open. You see, when we're broken open, we get to see what is inside. And it's like that Leonard Cohen quote, there's a crack in everything. Why? That's how the light gets in. And so as I told... The kids, when we break bread into two pieces, we get to keep one piece and we get to give another away. And when we show up with our full selves, wide open, we begin to see one another for who we are. We begin to heal one another together. And that is God's work. That is God at work. That's God stitching us back together again with love. See, love is just a magical quality floating around in the air. Love comes from us. It comes from you. And it flows out from what we receive at this table today. The gift of remembering that we have so much to give. Remembering that we are a people of love. We are a people who can heal. But only if we do that together. There's another quote I like of Mother Teresa's there are no big things, only small things done with great love. So let's begin to love today, not just for our sake, but for the sake of those we love, for the sake of those we don't even know. May love surround us today. May love surround you today especially if you have found yourself in a difficult or challenging moment in life. Remember, you are loved. You are loved. You are loved. loved. Amen.